0: Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. Move and groove and podcast. What antiques we talk about this week. I wanted to talk to you about Scirocco. What is a Scirocco? Ah, a fine question. It's not just an extremely cool old Volkswagen car. Oh, we are getting into Automobile antiques? No, it is not that. Oh, well. Well, now I gotta. You (laughs) sounded so excited. (laughs) Someday. I had actually never considered doing automobiles. Someday I'll know what a car is. We'll take you for a ride in one someday. You sound like... (laughs) You sound like a country bumpkin that went to the big city and just like, I mean, is that not my origin story? Kind of. But you- I came from the woods, I saw trains, I vowed to remain forever. To be fair, you've been driving longer than me, though, so- Well, that's where the fiction falls apart, but- (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry, I didn't mean to get your hopes up for antique vehicles, I just like the VW Scirocco. Valid. Scirocco refers to a material that is meant to resemble wood, made from a mixture of wood pulp, flour, glues, waxes, resins, and other stuff- which is then extruded into molds. Is this a form of particle board? I would consider it the first particle board, yeah. Because particle board is wood pulp. That is a mixture of wood pulp, glue, resins. Uh, Yeah, this is particle board. Ah, hell yeah. It gives a really slick hand-carved wood look with a lot less cost and less weight. Part of why it looked like hand-carved wood is because the molds were made from hand-carved wood. (laughs) <laughs> Which will go a long way to providing that illusion, as it turns out. You know what when you put it that way, it'll sound so simple. I know, right? Now, Scirocco was actually named for its pioneering manufacturer, Syracuse Ornamental Company. Oh, they just smooshed it together like a ship name. Uh, yep, Siraco Scirocco. My antiques polycule Scirocco. <laughs> <laughs> They're tough but fair. Sirocco was actually founded in 1890 in Syracuse go figure, which is, uh, you know, upper New York state, if I know nobody knew that. I don't know why I said that like I was so smug about it. Upstate New York, some call it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Syracuse is in upstate New York, and it was founded by an immigrant by the name of Adolf Holstein. He was a master woodcarver, and he got really tired of how long it took to make and then sell a piece of his work. Slow dimes, if you will. But Adolf Holstein wanted some fast nickels. Wow. So he engineered shirako Wood, or what would later be called Woodite, as a main method of mass-producing his hand-carved goods. These were largely shallow molds with undercutting, which made a lot of their stuff flat and ornamental. And originally, what they had offered was a lot of architectural decor. From shelving, to hangings, to whole-ass mantles. Which, I did not know that there were whole-ass Scirocco mantles. Hot damn. These could all be smoothed and varnished like real wood. And kind of, sort of look like real wood. I think it's a little overstated how similar it is, having handled Scirocco. But it's pretty impressive when you consider it was 1890. These products later went on to include boxes of all types, and every fucking form of tchotchke you could imagine in your whole life. Cigar stand, little serving trays, literally anything you would find at a roadside attraction. So, you know, a little molded copy of the world's largest ball of twine. Of course. And novelty comic book figurines. Why they had to be made out of shirako in the 1950s when plastic existed, I don't know. In fact, the formula for Scirocco later adapted to include polymer plastics and moved to an injection molding format. Are you familiar with injection molding? You take a mold and you inject something into it that then becomes the shape of said mold? Precisely! Now, while the Shirocco wood or woodite was its main product from the 1900s through the 1940s, in 1963, a secondary plant opened dedicated solely to formulating plastics, which launched the Lady Scirocco line. Now, up till now, Shiroko had leaned really heavily into what people now call Hollywood Regency. Okay, go on. <laughs> what is this? Are you familiar with Hollywood Regency style? I'm familiar with Regency. I'm not familiar with Hollywood Regency. Is this a 1950 revival of Rococo design elements? Yes, it is um, 1920s through 1950s because you get, you get a lot of different things. Sometimes it's Rococo, sometimes it's like modern. The Sunburst Mirrors, if you're familiar with those. So this would be very Golden Age of Hollywood set dressing kind of deal. Exactly right. It is meant to represent the Golden Age of Hollywood and all of the design elements that you'd see. So a lot of bold color, a lot of gold accent, a lot of glass all over the place. Have we found a form of mid-century design that I don't hate? I think you would really vibe with Hollywood Regency. I think it might just make me sad that it's not actual Regency. That is true. You do love the Regency era. I just love Rococo and I love Baroque. And I love neoclassical. When I was little, I actually thought Scirocco was kind of like formulated from the word for Rococo because everything that I found sort of had that vibe to it. Oh. Um, that's not, turned out not the case. That would make a lot more sense than what they actually did. <laughs> it would it would have be lost liquor. Which was turn their company into a polycule on Archive of Our Own. Hey, are you fucking, you relationship style shaming? I guess if truncating the name of our inanimate concept is a relationship, then yes? <laughs> problematic. Unfollow me. Scirocco is a polycule and you hate it for that. <laughs> I don't hate it because it's a polycule. I hate it because it's a corporation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep trying to make you problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I do enough of that on my own. I think I've got that handled. It's a corporation started by an immigrant. Wow, you hate immigrants. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry I'm like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the 1950s, they launched their Lady Scirocco line, which is really funny. And these had a much more clean modern design. So we're talking full-on mid-century modern, your greatest nightmare. Why have you done this to me in my own home? <laughs> It also introduced a new process for gilding the home accessories called metal gold. I'm going to guess it involves neither metal nor gold. Correct. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> While there are pieces that can be found painted, it is unusual since obviously the goal of Shiroko was to look like wood on purpose. However, sometimes you come across pieces where the paint sucks and looks like shit. <laughs> And you're like, surely they didn't put it on there like this on purpose. Surely they didn't do it badly on purpose. Well, it turns out they actually had Scirocco kits that they would sell. Oh! Build your own particle board! A build your own particle board so it would come with the thing and an antiquing solution and paint. Oh my god. I love the enduring charm of do-it-yourself paint kits. Yeah! And I love how far back you can find them. I also found out, I thought Scirocco was an often-copied thing, but pretty much if you find Scirocco, it was probably Syracuse. Oh! Yeah, copies wouldn't start coming along until the 1960s, and not a lot of them. Because by then we had plastics? Because by then we had plastics, and that was a lot cheaper. (laughs) Unhappily for trying to collect Scirocco, they were usually marked by a sticker or a label. They were almost never marked by some sort of incising or stamp it was always paper, and that is always a nightmare when you're trying to collect something old. Paper labels tend not to survive. Paper labels tend not to survive the 1890s through 1900s yet. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why. In terms of identifying the age of a piece of Scirocco that you find, good luck. A lot of it is just sort of trying to match up the style. Although, if you are if you're really sharp, you can start to feel the difference in the materials. See, the thing about Scirocco... Especially early Shiroko, is that while it looks a little bit like carved wood, it feels a lot like something fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like eldritch furniture. Wood that is not wood. <laughs> I think the first time you handle it, it can be like really freaky because obviously there's like a weight difference like you are expecting the heft of a piece of wood and then it just sort of like flies out of your fingers. Oh no. Yeah, the best way I can describe it is that it feels kind of plasticky. And as time goes on, the newer pieces will become more and more plasticky and feel a lot less like wood. They won't have that kind of weird wood simulation texture. They won't have what little weight the wood pulp has given them. And they'll have the loudest cat on God's green earth. (laughs) Dusty, what's up? Other uh, subtle ways that you can try to determine the age of certain sirocco pieces is to kind of check out the coloring. The more it seems to be trying to simulate genuine wood, the older it likely is. Now, the attempt at simulating the wood would go from we're trying really, really hard to we kind of slap an antiquing brown stain over it in, like, globs. Ah. And eventually it would get to uh, we put gold all over it, so stop trying. <laughs> A lot of the gold-colored finishes, gilded pieces, those are really heavily coming from the 1950s and 60s. And if it's all plastic, definitely 60s. Now, if you want the money, the Lady Scirocco line is where it's at. Because, for reasons unknown to everyone, mid-century modern is just really basking in its resurgence right now. Madmen. You blame Mad Men for that, huh? Yeah, and? <laughs> That's fine, I didn't watch it, so you might be right. Other things you might be on the lookout if you are looking to turn a buck with Shiroko is the Disney line from the mid-century. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, anything Disney always does well. If it crosses over with Disney, it's there's there it is. It's money. Uh, you know they've got just figurines that go for five to a thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand dollars. The Geppetto lamp, which all right, hear me out. I have a major problem with this piece. Uh-huh. The material resembles carved wood, and you made it into the guy who carves wood. And not the thing he fucking carved? That's a human boy, not a thing, for one. Well, he's not a human boy until the end of the movie. <laughs> First off, jot that down. Wow. He spends a chunk of that film as a wooden a wooden carved object. Problematic. Anyway, yeah, Geppetto goes for like $450. Now, the sort of inspiration for this episode is that those prices are not normal. <laughs> are these Facebook Marketplace prices? Yeah, a dear friend reached out to me with an example of a Scirocco mirror. Now, granted, it was gorgeous, absolutely beautiful and quite large. It would have commanded a fairly hefty price. I said, "Oh, you know, I'd pay maybe 2 to 300 bucks for that just because of the size and how pretty it is." They were asking $800. That's a larger number by a considerable amount. You might notice that is for particle board. <laughs> So that it's Victorian particle board but it's still particle board oh no so yeah the thing about Shirocco and it is actually becoming really popular with our generation and younger for two major reasons three uh, three it looks nice Hollywood Regency is kind of timeless for a reason and it can offset a lot of different design elements so it's pretty. It is very easy to find, they made these things in the fucking thousands, hence the phrase mass production, and it is lightweight. Which is incredible when you're trying to move from apartment to apartment for 20 years or so. Yeah, it packs up and moves with you really easy. Combined with the fact that most of what they made and most of what you're gonna be finding are small pieces anyway, it is an attractive option for doing interior design. And since there's so many of them, you never really feel guilty about painting them. I do that constantly with Scirocco pieces. I don't think I have a set, a single piece that has its original finish. Come fight me about it. Wow. Unfollow me. And in addition to all of this is the fact that generally the pricing is pretty fair. The median price, even on eBay, where you see inflated prices is 30 to $50. And that is unusual. At your local antique store, you'd probably run into it for closer to 10 through $30. i have certainly never paid more than that. So, yeah, um, I didn't realize there are people out there trying to pass off Scirocco as like a priceless artifact. I don't want to be too glib about it, because there are some things that are marked from the Syracuse Ornamental Company, especially the really, really old pieces, the 1890, the 1900 pieces, that that can amass a pretty good auction price. But you have to do a lot of proving to get people to pay that kind of money. And I looked at the listing and they'd done none of this proving. Like, these prices are rare for a reason. (laughs) So don't get shook up, it's particle board. Pay particle board prices. And yeah, I don't know. Get, get interested in Shirocco. Look into that for your design elements. I have a lovely candle sconce set in the Hollywood Regency style. Love them. Painted them pink. Very Barbie. Sources for today include library.syracuse.edu, their digital guide to Shirocco. Uh, side note very funny. They don't know why people care so much. <laughs> We're baffled, but here's our data. The Syracuse Library <laughs> was surprised to find out that one of its more popular exhibits is its smallest. In fact, they just have three crates. Most of what they own is the uh, pamphlets and just sales magazines. What do you call those? Catalogs. <laughs> D, you forgot what catalogs were called. Um, yeah, they have a blog called A Century of Scirocco where they talk about it. <laughs> also listed on the source. We have Antiquetrader.com. Scirocco, get the look of carving without the expense. The Spruce Crafts, Scirocco Wood Products, and Scoop.PreviewsWorld.com. If you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at Podcast at gmail.com. You can post in our Facebook group and Friends. You can tag us on Tumblr at or on Instagram at instagram.com slash antiquesfreaks. If you want to tell everyone how fucking cool you think we are, feel free to scroll on down to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. You say, I would leave six stars. I hate that little fucking puppet. And if you need more Antiques Freaks in your week, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where every week we read and review a chapter of the Victorian Penny dreadful Varney the Vampire, The Feast of Blood. Special thanks to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right, you. Au revoir. Goodbye.